worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us to begin with in the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses, from the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and to the great sea toward the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous, that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses my servant commanded to you, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Verses 1 through 9, Joshua chapter 1. Father, thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of eternal life. Thank you for the privilege of knowing you, being able to walk with you. Thank you, Lord, for that, that you saved us. You drew us off the road to hell, on the road to heaven and eternal life. And Father, Lord, thank you for the privilege of being a part of your army and the family of God. Father, we ask today, anoint us afresh with a spirit of boldness and compassion. Help us to recognize, Lord, that we live in a world that's full of need, a world that's full of hurt, a world that's full of challenges. But as we learn to know who we are in Christ and move forward in obedience, that we're vessels, we function as your hands and feet in a world to bring healing as you simply reach through us to accomplish your will. Help us to live as available vessels boldly, following you, full of compassion, grace, and mercy. Thank you for the chance to serve you and follow you each and every day. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thank you again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Rick Robertson is our producer. He's going to lead us in a word of prayer this time as well. Father, we are thankful for this opportunity to boldly become, uh, come before your throne. We recognize it's because of your Son. We come clothed in his righteousness Father, thank you for your listening ear. Thank you for caring for us like you do. We pray for our listening family with the different needs out there. Think of those who are incarcerated. God, we pray that you would be near to them, that you would give them strength, that they would be light in a dark world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Rick. And thank you again for being a part of our listening family. We're honored to have with us once again Debbie Wuthnow. She is the president of iVoter Guide. We had the privilege of having her on uh, sometime, not too long ago, but we're grateful to have her to come back. 
and to learn more about her own journey and her own testimony as well. Debbie, good to have you with us today. Oh, it's an honor to be back with you. All right. I want to ask as we begin, Debbie, if you'll further introduce yourself and so our listeners will know that uh, you're very much a part of our AFA family. Would you share a little bit more about yourself? Well, sure. I'm a I'm I'm the president of iVoter Guide, and iVoter Guide has been around for about ten years, uh, educating voters. But we were very blessed from almost the beginning to work with American Family Association and and really to be the voter guide for AFA and and AFA action. And uh, we were extremely blessed uh, at the end of last year. Um, so as of effective January one of this year. Voter Guide is now a part of AFA Action. Uh, we were purchased and brought under the AFA umbrella, and it's just uh, it's been such a privilege and an honor to partner more um, more deeply, I guess, with with a fabulous team at AFA Action. We we share the same values, we share the same goals, and um, just uh, now I'm excited to be both the president of iVoter Guide and also a vice president at AFA Action. Um, even though I don't live and work in Tupelo, I still live and work in Austin, Texas, but uh, uh, just privileged to be a part of the AFA family. All right. Well, again, an honor to have you back with us today. And uh, when you were on with us before, you shared more about the mission and the great work of iVoter Guide, uh, which I think on an ongoing basis probably will be sort of an educational journey for because people are in so many different places in their understanding of of politics and um, being believers who function in service to the Lord Jesus Christ and are in active in our culture, in our world. But uh, while when we had you on before, you shared some interesting things about your own testimony and your own journey. So I was really looking forward to having you come back to share more about that. Uh, as we move forward, I'm going to ask if you'll share more about your journey to come to where God has placed you today and how listening to the Lord and following him helped bring you there. Wow. Um, excellent, deep question. Um, one of the very first, uh, I became a Christian when I was uh, 16, but really didn't become discipled until actually it was the person that, that I married. And he guided me into a more, you know, a daily walk in a relationship with Jesus. And um, uh, when I had my first child, I was blessed to be able to stay home and, and spend more time in discipleship study. And one of the first uh, class that I ever attended was Henry Blackaby's Experiencing God Bible Study, which if anybody's ever done it, I, I, I think he would agree. To me, it was, it was like life-changing, huge light bulb moment mm-hmm. where I learned that, um, you know, God has planned and advanced all the works that he has planned for us. And that, um, you know, we hear in Psalm 139 that all the works ordained for us are planned before one of them came to be. And in Romans, how God has planned in advance all the works for us. But, but we're not, how do we know what those works are? And what I learned through that experience in God's study, and God has proven, it, it just clarified and, and confirmed that for me over time, is that God speaks not only through His Word, but through His Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit, through the Bible, through the, so the Bible, through the Holy Spirit, through prayer, um, but also through other people that can speak truth into your life and through circumstances. In mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, I learned at that point there is no coincidence. I now call them God incidences, where God has opened a door or, or closed a window, or, or vice versa. 
guiding us into the path that he would desire for us or he's planned for us to take. So at that point, I really became a, I would really watch for where God is at work. Henry Blackaby would say, watch for where God is at work and then join him in that work because God, mm-hmm. we know God is working in all places and all times. So mm-hmm. um, I was a, a stay-at-home mom for 20 years, just going to Bible studies, like experiencing God, and then community Bible study, raising my children, discipling my children, active in my church. And it was, uh, you know, when my first child was starting college that I realized that, um, I'm, I'm, you know, this empty nest is looming in my near future, and I wasn't sure what to do with my empty nest. I don't know about you, Joseph, but I'm not a sit-still person. I'm, I'm an active doer type person. I'm in that 20% that does 80% of the work in the church. Mm-hmm. And I knew God knew what he wanted me to do, but I didn't know what it was. So mm-hmm. I, I leaned into God and circumstances and people and just asked my Bible study teaching director to be a job reference for me. I wasn't mm-hmm. even going to look for a job and t- for months in the future. And she's the one who came back and said, you know, my husband programs this online voter guide. He's the one who programmed iVoter Guide. And he was interested in my background in computer science, even though I hadn't used it for 20 years, and mm-hmm. said, you know, he, he needs some help. Are you willing to help? And to me, that was uh, God very clearly opening a door, a wide open door, that that's the answer to the prayer that I had of God, what do you have next for me? So I really view my role at iVoterGuide as not something that it's not my passion that I've followed and created and done. It's where God has directed me. And mm-hmm. because I, I, I because I feel like he's directing me there, I then you know, do the best that I can and, mm-hmm. and lean into the fact that where he's called, he will equip mm-hmm. and just to be the best steward I can be um, of that responsibility I think he's called me to. Okay. Well, so so you didn't come on staff with iVoter Guide as the president then, did you? No, I didn't. I came in basically to help the chief programming, the chief technical officer, help him with um, the technical aspects of, you know, a website and, and a company that was pretty much a website. Mm-hmm. And it was getting a little bit too big for him. And um, he just trained me in anything he needed help with. I'm pretty, I'm kind of a quick study. So he would show me, help me set up this subdomain and he'd show me how to do it. And then that became my job. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was learning. It was, uh, I, I, I thought God was not only, you know, giving me something to do that I felt had real meaning and real purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I love my country, but it was in a way I was like, Oh, it's helping me pay for my child's college and it's helping me, you know, care for my family and, 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 and make my skills more current because a 20 year old computer science degree is a little out of date. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, you know, I could see God working then. And, and then I just, you know, as we treat, seek to, you know, do everything to God's glory, seek mm-hmm. the kingdom first. I just tried, I, I have a, a desire to, to do excellent work and, then, uh, what, three years later, they named me the director of operations, mm-hmm. um, which to me was like being the mom and making sure everything kind of got done. Um, and two years after that, they named me the executive director and following that, two years after that, the president. So I've, um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I've, sometimes you question, God, is this really where you're wanting me to go? And I would le- look back to and, and really stake a drive a stake into the fact that I felt called to work at iVoter Guide. And when those new opportunities presented themselves, that that was God opening a new door. And that even though, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a political activist. I, I mean, I'm at best a Christian voter. 
Mm-hmm. And I really think for iVoterGuide, I represent the Christian voter who needs iVoterGuide because I'm not the activist. I don't like digging into what they've done and who they've given money to. I like I want a friend that will tell me who to vote for. And mm-hmm. for me, iVoterGuide is that friend. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I feel like I identify with so many Christians out there who you know want to be a good steward of what God's given us, but but needed some help. And um, that's what iVoterGuide seeks to be. Mm. You know, that's a very interesting story of how that the Lord brought you, sort of brought you in, in a sense, in the back door, and then he elevated you and promoted you, and now you're the president of the ministry. So great to, great to hear that. So, well, uh, in just a few moments, we're coming up on a break, but uh, right, right after, the, after we come out of the break, I am going to ask for you specifically to pray for listeners to really have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to share with them, because, you know, something that's very powerful about anyone's testimony is that a hundred different people may receive a hundred different things that the Holy Spirit gives them in the way of insight, encouragement, or understanding from that testimony. And that's the Holy Spirit's business. But uh, on the other side of the break, if you'll pray for every listener to receive whatever the Lord has in mind for them to receive, I would appreciate that though. So, but And also, I want to ask if you'll share a little bit more about, you mentioned that your husband discipled you. And, you know, Debbie, that is, to be very honest, a huge topic all by itself because so much discipleship both should and is supposed to be happening in the home. Yes, between husband and wife and obviously with parents and children. Yet for many believers, sadly, sometimes that doesn't happen. And even in some instances, you have people that one spouse is saved and the other one's not and the other one doesn't choose to share the gospel, which is a tragedy. So... Uh, if, if if our time permits, I want to ask if you'll share a little bit more about your journey of your husband discipling me, if that's all right with you, okay? Sure. All right. You're listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest is Debbie Wuthnow. She's the president of iVoter Guide. We'll be right back. Protects me from all And you 
Music from the Walls Group. All praise goes to you. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Our phone guest today is Debbie Wuthnow. She's the president of iVoter Guide. And Debbie, as we begin this segment, I'm going to ask you if you'll specifically pray for our listeners that they would have ears to hear all that the Holy Spirit would share with them today through the broadcast. Sure. Oh, Lord Jesus, I thank you for those who are listening today, Lord. I pray that you would work in their hearts to use the words from Joseph or from me to to spark a direction, to, to be a way that you might guide them, no matter where they are, Lord. And I pray that, you know, for those who might be, you know, moms struggling with what do I do with my children or people as their children age and they're looking at the empty nest, Lord, that to trust that you have planned in advance what you have for each of them and that it's unique and that it's different and that you care and love them and will guide them into what you have next, Lord. We know that your word is a light unto our path and a lamp unto our feet. We pray that you would illuminate that next step and that each person listening would clearly hear from you through your word, through people, through circumstances, what that next best thing is for them to do, Lord, and that they would lean into you and trust you for, for to be the strength and the provision and the guide for what you have to do but to the next. And Lord, just speak through Joseph, speak through me, and just prepare their hearts to, to see where you would have them go next. Lord, and we just thank you to, to know that you've got that planned in advance and just pray that you would, for each of us, including me, that you would reveal that next best thing that you would have us to do and equip us as we step in into obedience and to serving you and doing your will in all that we do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you again, Debbie, for that prayer. And we're grateful to have uh, Debbie with now, the president of iVoter Guide. And Debbie, you and I had a chance to speak briefly about an important topic that's really an important topic for believers as a whole. And uh, at the beginning of the broadcast, I read Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, which is a wonderful and a very encouraging chapter that I believe believers are wise to read pretty often. But it reminds us that we're called to serve God courageously and boldly, actually every day and in every circumstance, as opposed to timidly or sheepishly. We're called to be bold, obedient disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to ask if you'll just uh, uh, share any thoughts and insights as we kind of begin move forward in this segment about why it's important for believers to be bold in our obedience to the Lord. Again, a great question and a, and a big topic that could go in lots of directions. Um, where that speaks to my heart is that God has placed us where we are, each of us individually, for a reason, and that he has, you know, we talked about earlier, he's planned in advance all the works that he's got for us, but we're all called to be um, disciplers, and we're called to be salt and light in this culture, and that requires, you know, having flavor and dispelling darkness, and that takes sometimes some courage and some boldness. Um, and it means uh, sometimes stepping out of potentially your comfort zone and and the bubble that some of us tend to live in where we're surrounded by, you know, like-minded believers in our church and our, you know, our little community groups. But, uh, but it is something God wants us to do. We can't flavor society if we don't participate in society. We can't shine the light in the darkness if we stand in under the floodlight, you know, of um, great biblical teaching. So, but that takes... Uh, strong faith, strong discipleship, and then it does take boldness, like Joshua had, 
to um, to know the truth. So you have to study the truth to really understand what 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 biblical truth is. Mm-hmm. But then to once you understand that, and if you see something going on that is contrary to that, to uh, to speak up or to not uh, not co- not go along with if you see something that's contrary. And um, you know we've seen that uh, in the news sometimes, and we've seen that politically for people that see what's not going on. I mean, if you look at the pro-life movement, we knew that it was clear from studying the Bible that God created every life and loves, you know, from babies before they were even conceived, he's got a plan for them. And that's a precious life. And even though, you know, there was a law in the land for a long time through Roe v. Wade, that, that it was okay to, to abort those babies by, by law, we knew it was wrong. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, people were bold to stand up and say that they would, you know, maybe they just stood outside a, 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 you know, an abortion clinic and prayed. Maybe they posted on Facebook. Maybe they went to the March for Life. But, you know, when you see something that's not God's truth, you need to boldly stand up for that. And it could be, you know, other issues. Now that we've overturned Roe, there's going to be some other issues where we need to uh, to stand up and be bold. And we just need to, uh, I would say, the first step is to know what biblical truth is. Mm-hmm. So listening to AFR, being discipled, reading your Bible, um, there's biblical worldview trainings that are at various ministries so that you understand the truth, so that you recognize the things that are not true. You mm-hmm. have to know the truth to recognize the other, and then to have courage once you see it. All right. Well, again, and as you alluded to, courage is so important for every single believer. You know, one reality is that we live in a world where spiritual warfare is happening every day, very intensely, like it or not. And so as believers, we need to be mindful of the wisdom and the counsel of God's Word and also mindful of the tactics of the enemy. The devil uses fear against everyone, and he's trying to shut down what God calls us to do individually, collectively, in big ways and little ways as well. So it's so important that we seek to boldly obey what we know the Lord has called us to do too. Specifically, um, Debbie, I'm going to ask if you'll pray for believers to be anointed with the spirit of boldness and courage in the way they follow the Lord Jesus. Would you do that? Oh, of course. Lord Jesus, I come before you asking for boldness. Lord, we know when we ask in your will that you grant it, and we know that it is your will that we be bold and faithful, salt and light in this, um, in our neighborhoods, in our schools, in our churches, our communities, uh, even potentially in the political sphere, Lord, but that you would call us and equip us to be your bold salt and light um, and speak through us, help us to um, to know your truth. Lord, I pray that you put a spark of fire and, and draw everybody listening to study your word, to to disciple themselves or others if they know you well, Lord, that we all might truly understand your truth so that we are feel equipped and are equipped to be a bold servant and a spokesperson for your truth and for biblical light in um, to all those that are around us, Lord. And we know what we ask in your name, you will grant. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Debbie. It's very important for us, I believe, as believers to be mindful of this fact, too, that the kingdom of darkness is very aggressive. Yet we as believers are called to be even more aggressive, and no one is more aggressive than the Holy Spirit. So our job is to be available vessels 
and obedient to what the Word of God and the Spirit of God calls us to do as well. You know, Debbie, I think of this. You think of this simply uh, witnessing for Christ, giving out gospel tracts, being someone that's willing to share their testimony in sometimes what might would appear maybe awkward places, but places where the Holy Spirit would have us to share them. It's important for us to know that every believer is called to be a witness. And in order to do it correctly, here too, you need to be bold because the devil will try to shame you, uh, make you fearful, make you think this is not an appropriate setting, or will use any of a number of different tactics to try to shut down your witness. But again, we need boldness to be a witness and boldness really to follow Christ in every capacity. But your, your thoughts on that? Uh, amen, that we do need boldness, but we also, I think one of Satan's biggest um, tactics is that, well, you don't know what you're talking, you don't know what you're talking about, or you can't speak to that, you don't know enough. And that causes us to, to not have the boldness. And we need to, uh, I call them shoot an arrow prayer, God, give me the words to say, mm. and and just be obedient, be willing, decide in advance that when that, when I sense that open window or that open door, that uh, God, I'll be obedient. Just give me the words when it comes time. Mm-hmm. Um, frequently, you'll be in a conversation with somebody, and and you don't realize at the time that a, an open door was there, so you don't say anything. And mm-hmm. the Spirit will convict you later. Ah, you missed that opportunity. And I think that's a time where I then stop and say, "Okay, God, tell me, help me to know what I would say." And the next time, I'm going to vow that when I hear, when I sense that same open door. I'll step in and I'll and I'll, I'll I'll you know I'll be true to you and I'll speak the truth as you reveal it to me, um, and it's deciding in advance that I am going to be obedient when I sense those um, opportunities to be bold and uh, you know decide. I will sometimes drop little uh, phrases into a conversation if you don't know somebody else is a believer. Mm-hmm. You kind of put phrases like "Isn't God good that He did that?" or you know "God God just." You just drop phrases and see how they respond, That's and right. then just decide in advance you're going to step into that mm-hmm. um, when it's an open door. That's true. That's so true. And you know, you 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 alluded to this early in the broadcast, but it's helpful for us as believers to understand that uh, God has. See, sometimes I think we fail to understand what real ministry is. Ministry is simply doing the will of God, and God has a will for every circumstance in every situation. And in some instances, just like I recall an occasion where I had to get up and go to work, but for some reason, the Holy Spirit directed me, cut your grass this morning. (laughs) That may think, you might think, well, that's not ministry. Well, if God said to do it, it is. Whatever God tells us to do is ministry because there's a reason for it. Like sometimes God may say, call so-and-so or give so-and-so a $10 bill that's in your pocket, you know. Whatever God directs us to do by His Spirit and His Word, that's ministry. And it, and it actually has eternal results because everything God does is eternal. And when we obey Him, we step into the eternal purposes of God. So following God is just so, so important in every capacity. So, And I, I think of this too, that, you know, uh, what, what we're coming in a few moments, we're going to come up on another break. And on the other side, I'm going to ask you again, as we mentioned, I mentioned earlier, to elaborate a little bit more on you sharing how your husband discipled you. Well, again, there's so much ministry that should be happening in our homes that sadly sometimes may not, but 
again, it goes back to us believers understanding our job is to do the will of God, to hear his word and obey him. There's so many good things that can happen when husbands and wives know how to pray for and encourage each other, when parents understand their job is to help their children come to know Christ and to grow up in Christ too. So homes should be full of ministry uh, when they're following Christ like they should. So, But anything that comes to mind that you want to share about that? Uh, just, well, I'm sure we can go into it more after the break, but mm-hmm. there's, there is so much that, um, and I think we, we need to take own, our own ownership over being discipled as well, mm-hmm. that uh, if, if nobody is discipling us, we can reach out. I, I joined Bible studies mm-hmm. and, you know, stepped into the, uh, I guess, took the, re- the responsibility, the ownership to, to understand that God's Word I, you know, there are some great pastors, and I'm, you know, as a, as a pastor, I'm sure you, truth comes from the pulpit, but hearing a message from a pulpit once a week is not discipleship. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a fellowship, it's a teaching, but discipleship goes deeper into applying it to your life, and that takes, uh, it takes more effort. It could be daily Bible study, it could be through your quiet time, it could be, you know, meeting with a mentor that will disciple you uh, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, but it's... Um, it, it's an it's an act of of faith that we have to take to step into mm-hmm. um, that responsibility to read God's word, to think about it, to meditate on it, to memorize it, to to internalize the truths that are in God's word. Because once you've got it inside of you, God will use it. That still small voice that you know you some people would call it the conscience, but but I know you know it's it's the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. using what we've learned from God's word to to call us to do what he wants us to do next or to step into that open door or to ask that question or to stay home and mow your grass. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how God directs us, and that happens through the time we spend with him. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to understand, too, that God speaks to every one of his children through his word and by his spirit. And so it's important that we understand a major part of discipleship is listening, hearing the voice of God through his word and by his spirit. And Time in the Word actually helps to turn the volume up the, of the Holy Spirit's voice in your life up a little bit louder and a little bit louder more and more every day. So there's nothing that can ever replace our time in God's Word, and that can't be overemphasized. So, you know, we live in a world, everybody's busy. Everybody has lots on their plate to do, but that just needs to be one of those big, big priorities. So... We'll pick up there on the other side. Our phone guest today is Debbie Wathnow. She's the president of I Voter Guide, and she's sharing her testimony and her journey in the Lord. We'll be right back. I'm 
the music of Michael W. Smith with Surrounded. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Debbie Wuthnow. She's the president of iVoter Guide, and we're grateful to have her. She's sharing her testimony and sharing some about her journey in the Lord today. Uh, Debbie, you sh- shared earlier in the broadcast how that you uh, that after you got saved, your husband discipled you, and again, that's really such a huge, I guess, topic to delve into, though, because the reality is many people have received Christ, but for whatever reason, weren't really discipled, uh, really discipled like they needed to have been. Would you share more about that story behind that? Sure. Um, I uh, received Christ when I was in in high school, about 16. Um, It it was a time when my mother was battling cancer. I was struggling for uh, the love of a father and for, you know, what's what's going to happen in my life. And it was actually my debate partner in high school who um, shared some scriptures with me. And I, uh, it was John 3.16, you know, very (laughs) typically that, you know, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And and, uh, that father that loved me drew me in. And I, I, at that point said, God, I need you. But at that, it was also just what I would almost call just fire insurance. Um, I didn't attend a church that trained me in anything. I um, didn't really start doing any discipleship at the time. Uh, Mm -hmm. Just kind of went on with my life and went to college and got a job. And and, and that's when I met this gentleman when I was uh, working in New Jersey. And we started dating, and he started asking me about my relationship with Christ. And I'm like, well, yeah, I know him. I'm a, I'm a Christian. Mm-hmm. Like, but he was asking me the, you know, uh, do you read your Bible? Do you? And I was like, uh, no, sometimes. And he had um, in his, he, he said, you know, if we're really going to make something of this, to, be, to, to pursue this relationship, um, I don't want to be unequally yoked. I want to, you know, we need to be on the same page spiritually. So mm-hmm. he challenged me initially to really question and look at my faith and what, who was God to me? Who was Jesus to me? And what did that all mean? And he had a, a Bible that had um, it, it, basically the Roman road in it with the basic steps of, you know, accepting that you're sinners, that sin causes death, that Jesus provides us eternal life. And then beyond that, once you've accepted Christ and you have that promise of of, of glorification with with God, there was more just lessons we would talk through. Mm-hmm. And that was really when I dedicate I, I rededicated my life is what I would say. Mm-hmm. And um I was uh, I, at that point I got baptized. That public not necessary for salvation, but a very public identification to be dipped in the cloth to identify with Christ. Mm-hmm. And um, that's when I started attending Bible studies. And um, he would guide me into, you know, uh, he recommended a woman to help disciple me. And we would meet weekly and went through a booklet of basic um, tenets of the faith and, and what does God say about different important issues. Mm-hmm. And then um, I at that point is when I started, after we got, we did get married, and um, attended a church and going to Bible study together and daily reading of the scriptures. And that's when I started attending, um, like I did the Experience in God that I talked earlier about, and I was going to community Bible study, and I did several other pretty in-depth Bible studies uh, just to to learn more what it meant to walk as a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, what God's Word says, I you know. 
Are you going to say something? Well, Debbie, would you say that, like, for example, you saw a huge change or not so much, like, between before you were discipled and afterwards in your own life? The change I saw was, um, I would say, purpose and hope. Mm-hmm. I understood more my, my reason for being. Why, why am I here? And I knew that it was God who put me here mm-hmm. and that God had a purpose for me. And that gives you purpose. So mm-hmm. when you feel like you're just caught in a drudge, to know that there's a higher calling on your life, that God has given that. So that gave me hope, and mm-hmm. that came through, um, through my discipleship. So it wasn't just an academic knowledge of the Bible, but it was m- my role in God's kingdom mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, us, that gave me purpose. And, you know, Debbie, I really appreciate you sharing that in there because, you know, the whole process of discipleship is so important in the life of a believer. And uh, as I heard one minister, he put it in a very succinct, but I think a very powerful and wise uh, picture. He indicated that the three basic, he indicated the three basic building blocks of discipleship were developing a strong prayer life, uh, a life of reading the word and obedience. And so the three letters of the word pro, P-R-O, you're developing a strong prayer life, developing a life of reading and meditating on a scripture, and a life of obeying what you learn. And, you know, I think that was a great uh, way to put it because it summarizes basically everything that makes up the life of a disciple, basic of what you might call building blocks. Yet, sadly, many people come to know Christ, but no one ever disciples them. No one ever teaches them, yes, you need to make prayer an important part of your life. Yes, you need to start reading and meditating on Scripture on a daily basis and as a lifestyle. And yes, you need to apply what you learn. And how tragic it is that so many, because they're never discipled, they never grow up in their faith. And sadly, some may even turn back away from the faith that they had too. So uh, again, I appreciate you sharing about your journey because it's actually one that I think can help many people probably reassess where they are themselves. Mm -hmm. Would you take time now specifically to pray for people who might find themselves where you were before you started on your journey to being discipled? Oh, Lord Jesus, Lord, I lift up those who may be feeling discouraged or not knowing their place in the world, Lord. Help them to know how much you love them and that you have a plan for their life. Lord, and guide them into into those three steps of discipleship. Wake them up early with an urge to, to, to sit and pray or to, to meditate on your word. Help them to wake up early or, or just stay up late to read your word and understand the importance of hearing from you in the way that you clearly speak, which is through your word. And, and surround them with people who will speak your truth, who will encourage them in a day-by-day walking with you, listening to you. Lord, I thank you for American Family Radio and the way that it can and does disciple people into what it means to walk with you in a daily life. And I just um, ask your your still small voice to be a little louder and that they would hear you and would, would draw near to you and grow in their relationship, that they would grow in stature up to the measure of Christ, because we know that in your power we can do that. And we thank you in Jesus' name. And Father, to thank you for every individual listening today. And Father, there are some listening today who don't know Christ as their Lord and Savior at all. And we're just believing you, Lord, to draw them to yourself. And then there are those who have received Christ but have never really grown up in their faith. Father, more and more, 
open up the eyes of each listener to the wonderful gift of your word and help them to grow to have a hunger for your word and grow to be wise enough to commit to reading and meditating on your word absolutely every single day. And Lord, move upon them to grow in their understanding of the importance of being a person of prayer, one that takes prayer very seriously, that spends time with you in prayer every day. And move upon each of us more and more to understand the importance of obedience, living what we learn, not just learning truths and insights, but putting them to work. Help us to know and understand that truth is always meant to be applied to bless us and make us a greater blessing to the world around us. Thank you for the opportunity to be disciples and to make disciples. Help us to be faithfully doing that. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, Debbie, our time is almost gone, but I'm going to share real briefly something that I think uh, touches on what you were sharing about, the importance of being bold and passionate about following the Lord. Um, My wife, Birdie, and I, we um, are helping to head a pregnancy ministry, a mobile medical pregnancy ministry that will be serving in the Mississippi Delta. And I got a phone call, um, oh, just a few weeks ago from a lady who she just called and said, what can I do to help? And, you know, to be honest, Debbie, I don't get calls like that very often, never have in the ministry, (laughs) but I was glad to get it. And I just shared a few things she could do. And she jumped in and she, we have one one project called the Baby Bottle Boomerang where people can take a baby bottle. Well, it looks like a baby bottle, but it's actually a little bank and people can raise money. She jumped in and she has raised, um, she's one of about, four people that have raised more money single-handedly through the Baby Bottle Project than any other person. She's an example of someone who seems to take her faith seriously. So would you share your thoughts on that? I think we all need to do what God's called us to do. And um, that lady doing, with you know, for the, the pro-life abortion ministry there is fabulous. If That may not be what everybody feels called to do, but there is something that mm-hmm. God's calling you to do. Um, as as the president of my voter guide, I would be remiss to tell you don't be engaged in the, the electoral process. That you um, one way to be bold is to to make sure that you vote and that you mm-hmm. vote wisely and go use I voter guide to learn about the candidates on your ballot. Maybe you want to do more and you like this lady want to call Pastor Joseph and say what can I do? And there are roles if you're concerned about elections that you can serve in the polls to make sure that the Things happen fair and free. Um, you can serve as a volunteer, as a poll watcher. There are all kinds of ways that you can be involved in your church or in your community, um, pro-life centers. Um, but but you need to step out and, and do that and and just be bold. I, I just say amen to, to, to not sitting at home, but, but following God's urging and stepping out where God would have you to go. Mm. You know, that that's a powerful point. And, you know, it brings to my mind, you know, the Apostle Paul was dedicated to trying to destroy the church before he came to know Christ. But once he came to know Christ, it's like it was just a, a, just an altogether turnaround. And right after he, on the road to Damascus, when he first met and was introduced to Christ, he his first question was basically, who are you, Lord? But his second question was such a wonderful and a great question for us all, I think, to use as both a question and a prayer. He says, what do you want me to do? And what a great question. And because God, it's like the Holy Spirit, as if the Holy Spirit's ready to say, I'm glad you asked. 
The Holy Spirit has <laughs> finally, great work. Finally up. <laughs> That's right. Great work. Every calling is a powerful calling, an exciting calling, and it's significant. It gives you purpose, as you alluded to earlier, and that's what everybody is searching for. Everybody wants purpose. So our time is just about gone. Anything you'd like to share in the last maybe 30 seconds or so before I'm going to give a challenge to people for their discipleship, and it's something that I did, and before I did it, I didn't know anybody else who had. The value of meditating on God, God's Word cannot be overstated, and I was challenged to memorize entire chapters of Scripture. There mm-hmm. is no better way to meditate on what it means than to try to memorize what God has said. And I would challenge somebody that, you know, even if you're in a prison cell or, you know, a stay-at-home mom, you can find a time to meditate on God's Word. I would challenge you to find it and memorize a full chapter of Scripture. God speaks through His Word, and putting it inside your heart is a very powerful tool. Amen. Thank you, Debbie, for sharing that, that very important challenge then. So, but as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you're listening today and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, today is a great day, a wonderful day to be saved and to receive Christ. If you know that you're not saved or you're not sure where you stand, if you'd like to make the step of asking Christ to come into your heart, would you simply pray this prayer with me even now? Lord Jesus, Thank you for loving me so much that you came into this world a long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. In your word you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we very much want to hear from you. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We want to hear from you. We want to share with you some literature that will help you to begin to grow and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord. We hope to hear from you again, joseph at afr.net. Debbie, thank you so much for being with us once again. Would you share with our listeners the a website for I Voter Guide? So you go to I, the letter I, voterguide.com. It's I-V-O-T-E-R-G-U-I-D-E.com. Enter your address, get your personalized ballot, be a good um, steward of your citizenship and go vote, but go vote wisely using the information at ivoterguide.com. Amen. Thank you, Debbie, for being with us today. My pleasure. And thank you for being a part of our listening family. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.